great evening. Uh, we had food and fellowship and uh, ice cream. And we also, as you see pictures right here, dedicated a Sunday school room in honor of Beth Kimball for her many years of service in this church. And she was able to participate in that. It was great to see her and great to honor her for the legacy she leaves in this church. Now, it's not too late to be part of Wednesday nights. You can call the Harriet Murray will be leading a women's Bible study, and I will be leading a co-ed Bible study. So uh, come on, join us. We would love to have you. In a moment after, after the prayer, the welcome prayer, uh, Principal Ash is going to come and say a few words about Stripling Elementary. As you know, we partner in missions with Stripling Elementary to support the teachers and students there and encourage them in, in the work of making this community better. So we look forward to hearing from you, Mr. Ash, and more about our partnership with your school. Let us pray. God, it is grace for us to be here today, to come from different places with different concerns, and just to worship you and, and be together as the body of Christ. We pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on us in this time of worship and you draw us closer to one another and closer to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mr. Ash, if you'd come forward and if you want to use the pulpit mic, that would be great. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I would like to bring you greetings on behalf of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and also um, part of a church, Mount Zion, as well as um, W.E. Stripling Elementary staff. You know, I talk about you all everywhere I go so much. On September the 14th, it will begin my seventh year as leading Stripling Elementary. And when I think of First United Methodist Church, I just think of faithful, fun, loving, purposeful people. You know, you may ask, what's some of the things that you all do? Well, first of all, you all do a lot, seriously. But I want to name some specific things this morning. First, for this school year, you were the first to feed our teachers with a welcome back breakfast. And it's always some amazing decorations and some encouraging words with it. Also, every nine weeks, an honor roll celebration takes place and First United Methodist Church coordinates that with us. Teacher of the Month. Come out this morning to say thank you, we love you, God bless you, and we're looking forward to our continued partnership. So thank you for the time, and I'm looking forward to enjoying service with you all this morning as well. Thank you. There's honey in the rock There's honey in the rock 
You may be seated. And as you are being seated and as we prepare to worship our uh, God with our morning offerings, just a reminder that the money that you place in the plate goes um, more than just to in these walls, but outside of these walls, to ministry such as Stripling Elementary. And we give thanks for the ways that our resources work together to better not only this community, but um, not only this church, but also our community. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for your presence with us and this opportunity to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ to, to worship you. And we come with many concerns today, concerns for the sick and the weary, the mourning and the struggling, those who aren't here today, those that are going through trials. We also come with concerns for students at our partner school and the, the teachers at, at Striplin, for the struggles of this community, for our nation and our world. And we pray, dear God, that you would pour out your healing spirit upon us and all these needs and that you would direct our paths and give peace and confidence and hope to those who need it. God, we ask that you bless us this day, that you forgive us our sins, and that you strengthen us to be stronger followers of you. Not only do we ask blessings upon us in this church, but also the gifts that we give today. May you guide us in their use and multiply them for the coming of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. It's time for the old winds to change. 
James, I didn't want you to feel bad, so I made a mistake too. Children, you're, you can go with Miss Catherine to Children's Church now. <laughs> and Gabriel, don't be scared. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Don't let us scare you off. So, um, question, does anyone know what starts this week? This weekend? Anyone? Anyone? College football! So, yeah, I know the big teams don't start this weekend, but I think Bandy has a game, right? So you can technically say it's SEC football starts. And with the start of football season, I remind you that football is a team sport. It takes a team unified in order to be successful. Uh, for example, it takes the entire offense working together to make it down the field and the defense working together to stop someone from making it down the field. For a quarterback to be successful, his lineman must uh, block for him. The wide receiver and the running back must be in the correct place and everyone must know their place. It takes unity for a team to win. And that's an important lesson for life, especially in the life of the church. Today we look at the virtues of unity. And to help us in that lesson, we're going to turn to the 133rd Psalm. This ancient psalm speaks to us about coming together, especially in divided times. I invite you to take your Bible and turn to Psalm 133. Hear now from God's Word. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like precious oil on the head running down the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion for there the Lord ordained his blessings, life forevermore. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these ancient songs which continue to inspire us and direct us in the faith. And I pray that the meditation of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Psalm 133 is a psalm of ascent. It is one of the 15 psalms from Psalm 120 to 134, which were used in worship in Israel. In, in Judah in ancient times when the pilgrims would come to Jerusalem to worship God at the temple these were psalms that they would recite or sing it was called they're called psalms of ascent because Jerusalem is at a high point in that nation you probably heard the phrase before let us go up to Jerusalem so you had to ascend to worship God. Thus we have these songs of ascending to Jerusalem. Scholars believe that these psalms, easy to remember, easy to recite and pray, psalms were memorized and prayed as part of the worship experience. As people would travel from all over the region, they would recite and pray these psalms as they made their way to Jerusalem. When I had the opportunity to visit the Holy Land, I heard another explanation, which was very powerful to me. Our guide told us that there were 15 steps going from the mikvahs, or the cleansing areas, up to the second temple, which I got to see the excavation for that temple, the temple that was destroyed in 70 AD. And I got to stand on those steps. And what our guide said was, that pilgrims would recite a psalm on each of those steps as they made their way up to the temple. That would have been in Jesus' time. 
So we got to stand on those steps and recite these psalms, one on each step. And I imagine what it would have been like for Jesus and the disciples heading up the, the temple step, praying these psalms. And it was very powerful. And I've had a great affinity for the Psalms of Ascent ever since that time. Imagine, if you will, all these people from different places, different villages from Galilee and the neighboring towns to Jerusalem coming together to worship God on those high holy days as prescribed in the Old Testament law. They were coming from different places, united in worship, united in prayers, united in saying these psalms. And that is what 133 focuses on, the virtue of unity. Verse 1 says how very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It's literally saying when God's people come together, it is, it is blessed. And we get to hear those blessings in this psalm. Now, kindred in there, or other translations say brethren, does not literally mean uh, immediate family, but it means the descendants of Abraham. How blessed it is when the descendants of Abraham come together to worship. And the blessings are this. Verse 2 proclaims, It is like the precious oil on the head running down the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. This refers to the anointing oil that was used for the priest. Now, you can imagine as anointing oil used for the priest, it would have been extremely valuable. Something that they would use with scarcity because it was so valuable. But the psalmist is here saying it's not scarce, it's abundant. There is so much oil used that it is running down the head, the beard, down the robe. It is overflowing. So the point with this psalm is God's blessings are overflowing when his people live together in unity. And the next psalm, verse, uh, next verse says, It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord ordained his blessings, life forevermore. Mount Hermon is a tall mountain that you can see in the Galilee region. Usually there's snow on top. And this tall mountain receives rain and snow and waters, and the waters melt, and they come down to form the Jordan River. The Jordan River flows into the Sea of Galilee and then flows out toward the wilderness, toward the Dead Sea in the dry, desert, arid wilderness. That water is life-giving because they don't have much water in that region. And it gives life to places like Jericho and little villages, places where people do not have water. It brings sustaining water. It is a blessing and gives life. Therefore, the psalmist is saying not only is when people live in unity does it bring abundant blessings, but it also brings life-giving blessings. And that is, is the promise in this psalm today. We have a witness that when kindred live together in unity, that God's blessings are abundant, and God's blessings are life-giving. So how do we get there? How do we get to the place of receiving abundant and life-giving blessings? Well, I believe just like with those praying the Psalms, it is a matter of focus. Because all those coming to Jerusalem, they were focused on the same thing. They were going to the temple to worship God. They were praying together, they were focused on God, and they were focused on worship. And that is something we can learn from. And I believe that is still the same recipe for unity. Focus is important for unity. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Have you ever shopped for a new car and you're looking at that car and suddenly you see the car everywhere. Like if you've looked for a Jeep and you've never noticed that many Jeeps on the road and all of a sudden you see Jeeps everywhere you turn. Of course the number of Jeeps has not increased but you seem to notice them. That's because your focus is on the Jeep. 
Now, it's the same if I were to mention something, everybody's focus would go in the same direction. If I were to say cross, your eyes probably just went to the cross behind me. So when we mention something, when we look for something, when we are all looking for something together, we are looking in the same direction. We are unified in what we're looking for. So if we're looking in the same direction, it can be somewhat like driving a car that we get distracted. Have you ever been driving a car down the road looking forward and something in your peripheral vision distracts you? Let's say a car accident on the side of the road. And you notice when you look over what happens, you start to drift. It's easy to drift and lose focus with distractions. But if we're focused on the same thing, looking forward, we're all going in the same direction, and distractions can take us off course. That's why it's powerful and important to keep focus on prayer, on God, and on worship. As the pilgrims were journeying toward Jerusalem or ascending the steps to the temple, they focused on the same thing. Their hearts and minds were focused, and they were looking toward the same thing, not pulled by distractions, but they were unified together. So I believe that is where we start in our coming together in the blessings of God in unity. At the traditional service each week, we pray the Lord's Prayer. And it is a beautiful thing to hear everybody's voice praying the Our Father together. But it's also beautiful to know that we're praying together, not just in, in unison of prayer in a church service, but that we're praying together for common concerns. Now, there's a prayer list in, in the worship handout, and there's also the commitment to pray for the church. What if we all united our hearts and voices and minds in praying for this church regularly? I believe as we unite our prayers together, God honors that. As we come together in unity for praying the purposes of God, God dwells in those purposes, and it is a beautiful thing. Coming together in prayer in unity is a blessing. And so is it when we focus on the Lord, when we come together in worship. Just as the pilgrims were traveling to Jerusalem, we become united when we do not neglect worship. You know, we're blessed here at First United Methodist Church to have many occasions for worship. Thursday night, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and online worship. And every time the body of Christ gathers, it's like a mini family reunion. We come together and there is, is blessing. I think of the verse from the book of James that says, Draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Or Hebrews 10.25 that reads, And let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do, especially now that the day of return is drawing near. A good analogy of how this works is like a fire pit. Now, you know with a fire pit, you're burning wood, and all the pieces of wood coming together burn brighter. They burn stronger together. But if you take one piece of wood away from the fire, what happens? It burns out quickly. It will go out. So together, the fire of the Holy Spirit burns brighter, and we're able to keep a blaze. So it is with worship. There is a blessing in the unity of worship. There's also unity as we turn our eyes toward Christ. In your hymnal, there's a prayer chorus called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. It's a simple song, and it goes like this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of, war of this earth will go strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. As we focus on God, those distractions become less and less. They grow dim in light of his glory and grace. If we're all looking in the same direction, we're less likely to veer off course, and we're more likely to be united in those powerful blessings of God. 
So why did I pick Psalm 133 today? Well, this psalm happened to be one of the prescribed scripture readings for today, the lectionary reading, and when I read it, it resonated with me. Not because of a personal agenda, not because of my experience in the Holy Land or thinking about the pilgrims praying it as they went to Jerusalem. It resonated with me because we live in divided times. These are, are difficult times, not just within the church, but in our world. We live in very divisive times, and I, I think we all need a reminder of this message, of the blessings when God's people come together. Because I don't know if you've been keeping up with the United Methodist stuff, but the year ahead's going to be rocky. We have a gathering of Methodists uh, called General Conference in May that will meet again, the legislative body, and we will be receiving a new bishop next summer. And you throw into that, 2024 is an election year. That is very divisive. And also with that, I'm sure there's gonna be another hot button topic that is gonna make you mad at your neighbor and want to stay off Facebook. There, there's a lot going on in our world. And in those times, we need to be reminded of what's important to focus on, what deserves our focus, and how to move forward together. But we also must remember that this is nothing new. As the uh, writer of Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun. You read uh, the Samuels and the Chronicles and the Kings, and those were divided times. The time of King, King David, when this psalm was written, was divided. In the time of Jesus, it was divided. Remember, the Sadducees and Pharisees didn't get along. You had people who wanted to overthrow Rome and people who worked with Rome, and I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. Divided times came and, and went. Even Jesus prayed for us about divided times. You may not know this, but Jesus prayed for you about division in the church. On uh, John 17, 20, 21, this is Jesus' prayer. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. This is a prayer for the coming together of Christ's body. This is a prayer from Jesus for you. So this morning we're going to close our worship with the tradition of the ancient, uh, ancient worshipers, the Hebrew worshipers, with Psalm 133. Now if you... The words are going to be on the screen, and these can also be found in your hymnal. So I'm going to pray the words in, it's light print, but it kind of looks, both look bold, and if you will respond with the words in bold. Behold how good and pleasant it is when we live together in unity. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you, united in worship, we claim these blessings. Help us focus on you in prayer and in worship so that we may receive the blessings that you promise in this psalm of abundance and uh, of giving life so that we might flourish in your love and grace. Amen. Please stand.
As you leave today, I hope you take a moment and welcome Mr. Ash and find out more about Stripling Elementary School and how you can be involved in their ministry, which I do believe, educators, it is a ministry. Uh, and now, receive the benediction. Go forth from this place and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.